0: Hello, welcome to episode nine of Stick to Sports. Uh, I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you told me not to say anything. No,
0: I understand. Oh, no. Well, here, okay. So, introduce yourself real quick, and then we'll explain.
1: Yeah, but, I am. I am a sporting news golf reporter, Sean Gentili.
0: So, so. uh the new Dan Jenkins of the sporting world here uh ha- somehow has invested in a microphone that picks up like flies buzzing across the street
1: <laughs> and i'm completely i'm completely paranoid about
0: you making should be. any
1: making any sound like I have an itch right now on my scalp that i don 't want to scratch
0: yeah <laughs> well here, so here 's the thing like I was about to start recording and then Sean started typing and it sounded like. Uh, you know, nineteen fifty-five manual typewriter was going off in the background.
1: Yeah, and- it was my laptop, which is uh, three feet away from the microphone that I'm speaking into. Yeah,
0: and a- okay. and as as we discussed before, the the I started recording. You invested in one of those big microphones that the guy stands next to the NFL sidelines with.
1: Right. Yeah i bought I bought a parabolic microphone for four thousand dollars online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that's what I do. I, but I pointed it at myself. It's actually very complicated.
0: <laughs> You're actually across the street from where you are now, but it's still too loud.
1: Yeah, I have the parable. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, uh, I'm at so the coffee to all shop. Those people, <laughs>
0: so to all those people who complain about the levels on this show, and there are like two of you, so both of you, I apologize. But this is just something I don't think we're ever going to be able to
1: fix. Uh, you no, know, we, we, we discussed this. The solution is for you to just mix yourself up.
0: But I don't know how to do that, so there's no solution. Like, the, the the recording software doesn't work that way. It's just recording whatever my computer has.
1: Right, you just change the volume on your... No, you just change the volume. It's at the bottom already, dude. <laughs> just change it. You just got to change the volume tried, on, on your I input. I tried, though. Yeah. So... So this is now a podcast, actually, where we just talk about various tech issues related to the podcast for forty five minutes a week. <laughs> We're going to talk about skype now
0: it's It's fine, I think Skype is fine um but no uh so sean Sean's very busy later this week. he's going to the u s open yeah which is a my understanding is it's a golf event
1: <laughs> yes. I have I have less than no idea what I'm doing. I don't I don't golf. I live fairly close to Oakmont uh, Country Club, where the where the tournament is being held. Uh, and man, this is what What am I gonna do? Well, first
0: of all, you're going. To, it's gonna
1: be like it's gonna be just like golf coverage from an idiot. Like it, like that's that's yeah. gonna be the hook of it. Yeah, it's I gonna mean, be you're like,
0: gonna you're gonna be there yelling like get in the hole.
1: Yeah. Right, Baba Booey. <laughs> yep,
0: and and that's probably about it for you. I think I think that's probably the limit. Like, because okay, because here's the thing: when you're a sports writer, sometimes you are asked to cover things you don't know anything about. Right, um, and you kind of have to pretend like you do know it, like when you write, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's not fun.
1: Yeah, and I, I, you know, I generally um. I'm fine with being a generalist with stuff. Like I'm um, you know, I think that's in my nature is yeah, to sure. is to um know a little bit about about a about a lot of different things. Uh but my interest in golf completely disappeared once Tiger Woods went down the drain. Like I like I watched I watched a fair amount of golf and I enjoyed it and I and I knew a decent amount about it, but like short of short of the very, very famous guys right now. I mean, I don't know anything. VJ Singh's still doing it. Is who?
0: VJ Singh.
1: Yeah, he is. He's still around. I love, around. It. I and love it. No, I don't know. Get um, a player. And then, and then the other thing, the the other element too, is like I I was going over the, uh, like the emails, like the, the the credentialing emails and stuff today, mm-hmm. and, like the the rules that are associated with covering golf, like I like I'm like I'm like having anxiety over it. Like, like what, what are I'm these definitely, rules? Uh, media mobile device policy. Phone calls allowed are allowed away from play only or in phone zones. Phone must be in silent mode, not vibrate. No photography while near play, except as noted below. On non-competition days, photography and live video streaming are allowed on the property, including the golf course. On competition days, photography and live video streaming are allowed on the property, but not on the golf course. So, like, I don't even, like, can I not... Like, am I? It, oh, and uh, social media reporting is allowed, except no play by play or activity that competes with live scoring or other USGA intellectual property is allowed. Mm. Texting and emailing are allowed for coverage slash business needs in areas where players are not disrupted. Designated USGA monitors will be on grounds, and we ask that you do comply with their requests immediately. <laughs>
0: So like basically what you're saying is there's gonna be if you, you know, cough the wrong way, there's gonna be a guy that comes up to you with that big cardboard sign that says quiet please.
1: I might I'm just gonna shove just, it in your face. First off, first off, I have friends that are going on on each day. Like I have different groups of friends that have that that just got tickets and, and are gonna actually be at the course. So I'm just gonna hang out with them for, for a while. Uh and then I'm just gonna tweet like total generalities about about what's actually going on in the, on the course. Like, a white man just swung a golf club at a ball, and it seems to be in the air, and it landed somewhere. Like, that's, that's going to be the extent of it.
0: I think what so, you should do is ask really basic, like, assume, like act as though you've never even heard of golf, and be like, so are you trying to hit it where, why, like, why is the grass yeah. short there? Yeah, what's, what's the going on? With
1: that? Where does the ball go when it goes in the hole? You hit it in the long, you hit it in the long grass, is that bad? Should you not have done that? When, when where's, a, where's Tiger? Where's Tiger Woods? What happened to him? When a ball goes in a water hazard, you
0: just be like, does he have to go get
1: that? Like, just
0: loudly. Yeah. yeah. Skaters
1: in there, man. No, I, I'm just, I'm just going to ask everybody. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'll do. I'll just ask everybody about Tiger Woods. That, those are the only questions that I'll ask. Like, hey, what, how about that, man? That's pretty crazy, right? You ever see Tiger pretty, Woods do pretty that? Crazy, pretty crazy deal. What happened with Tiger? <laughs> seven years ago. Uh, right,
0: yeah, because like I, I kind of understand the experience because like I, uh, when I worked at a newspaper, I had to cover not one but two NASCAR races, and you know, you you have a passing familiarity with golf and like how the rules work and stuff. Right. NASCAR, I, I have I was completely
1: lost. Where was like, like was it was it New Hampshire? I yeah. guess yeah. So.
0: First of all, that that racetrack was like an hour and a half from my house, and you gotta get there extremely early if you don't want to be stuck in traffic forever. Because at the time, uh, that the the street it was on was literally like a two lane highway. Mm-hmm. That a hundred and ten thousand people were going to. Yeah, my it like was a my nightmare.
1: I. Uh... I don't know anything. About, I I know very little about NASCAR, which is impressive because I lived in Charlotte for five years, um, which is the NASCAR capital of the universe. But yeah, there a lot of those tracks are that way, man. Like Dar- I remember I drove through Darlington on my way to the beach one time, and it's you know it's a huge, huge, huge racetrack, and that is literally the only thing that's close to anything. Right. Like there there's it's a it's a two lane road. There's like a Dollar General. Uh, and like a couple, and, and literally it's like just a, in the middle of nowhere, there's this enormous, you know, spaceship of a, of a, of a venue. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, every, every race day, it becomes like the
1: third biggest city in the state. Yeah. No, it, I know. That's it's stupid. bananas. Yeah. Like you hear, you hear that about like big 10 football stadiums, right? Yeah. Where yeah, yeah, like yeah. Penn state at, you know, happy Valley every week is like the, you know, the fourth largest city in Pennsylvania or whatever.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they make you go cover that and then you're in there and you're like you're walking around in in the infield and it's you can just like walk up to guys' garages and ask people questions and stuff and Oh and yeah, that's no, not a, that's I, not on race day obviously, but so I I do have a quick uh I do have a quick story about that. One day um the the race the one the the one on uh in july it was on july 1st and i remember that because i was mad that i wasn't uh monitoring uh unrestricted free agency agency in in uh in the nhl and so i'm in i'm up in the press box and who sits down next to me but like legendary sports writer bob ryan oh wow and he's pissed not because of the NHL thing, obviously, but because there's a Yankees-Red Sox game going on at the exact same time that he would much rather be at.
1: And I can't, I can't believe they made him go to that.
0: No, I couldn't either. Like He I must mean, have
1: had. There must have been some reason that he wanted to do that.
0: No. Well, here's why I know that's not the case. So, like, he's talking to another guy from the Globe, this guy Mike Vega, who's a very nice guy, knows a lot about NASCAR, like, actual NASCAR super fan. He has the the radio up in the press box so he can listen to the pit crews, talk to the drivers and that kind of thing. And, uh, and so he's like actively trying to explain to Bob Ryan over the course of the race, like why this guy is doing this, what this means, blah, blah, blah. Like, like you would, uh, if you took a complete novice to a hockey game, for example, and they were asking a bunch of questions. Um, and at one point Bob Ryan, and this is, this is paraphrasing. Uh, but this is the, this is the general gist of it. Uh, he threw his notebook, like, on the desk in front of him, slammed it down, and said, I have no fucking idea what's going on here.
1: Yeah, I, I'm...
0: He was not happy to be there. Nor should he have been.
1: I'm mentally prepared to have a situation like that pop up at Oakmont. Because, like, here's the other thing, too. Here's the other, the other, um, element that's, like, got me, got me shook a little bit, is... I don't know anything about NASCAR, but if I were covering a NASCAR race, at least you're in the press box. You have the action in front of you. You know yes. that, like, like I'm just going to wander around Oakmont like a oh like, yeah, you a, are like a loser for for four days. Yeah, that's like, going to be exhausting. Yeah, bring I need bring to go buy I, I need to buy golf box. shirts. Like this is this is really oh awesome.
0: god man. Like that is one of my things in life. Like there will there will never be a circumstance in which I wear a polo shirt for any reason at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have I have some I have some normal some normalish ones, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just I'm just gonna say you know screw it and go buy a couple of Nike golf shirts because I'm I'm sure I could, you know, there's some there's some reason I I could potentially wear those again. I I guess that's true, but
0: yeah, I mean I
1: I, I couldn't even.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm not out something. here. I'm I'm
1: I'm not here. I'm not out here wearing wearing you know, wearing uh, wearing golf shirts in, in my in my spare. No, time. I
0: understand that, but what I'm saying is like you are entering like an alien universe, like the propriety that I imagine the the PGA forces on everybody.
1: Yeah, like I, like, I don't. It's gonna like, be. Dude, I don't know. Like I like, saw Happy I, Gilmore. Can I wear shorts? Like oh, I, I bet wear... you
0: can't. I bet you I... cannot.
1: Can I wear sneakers? Like I, I do I have to buy f- goddamn golf shoes? Like I, I don't. Think, I man. think
0: you're fine in sneakers. I think. Let me put it this way. I think anything your dad would wear, or like you know the idea yeah, of a see, dad, like my like dad, my Curry, my dad's
1: my dad's tough though because like my dad, my dad chills. Like he he doesn't. My dad doesn't wear khakis. Like he oh just,
0: gee. wow, what a world. My dad like exclusively wears khakis and like no, Steph no. See, Curry
1: my, shoes. My dad, my dad, my dad would rather would rather die than tan than hats. Wear a, like he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't own a pair of khakis. Wow. My like my dad, my dad wears shorts like in December, and like and he wears like like. Those people fascinate me. Like mesh shorts, like mesh basketball shorts. Yeah. No,
0: I have friends. I have friends who do that, and I I do not understand it.
1: Now, my my dad, my dad's all about extreme comfort at all times i i will say this though back to uh and we, uh, you know back to the the big issue of the week is the is the steph curry uh centrum silver you know <laughs> low tops from from under armor like my dad would wear those shoes my dad has very oh like, yeah my really? dad has very very fatherly taste in shoes like like he was there's but but they have to be like nike or they have to be like adidas or under armor or whatever like he's not he's not going to be rocking like you know Atonic walking shoes or New Balance walking shoes. Oh my! The, like so, New
0: Balance is from around where I'm yeah. from, so like that's all you see around here is is dads rocking the fiscally conservative but socially liberal lows.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Where's the, the the where's the damn newspaper number twos? Yeah, exactly. Like
0: I saw those shoes, and my dad legitimately has. Three pairs of New Balances that look exactly. Right I, I, I texted. It's incredible.
1: Them. I, I texted. I, I texted my, my my dad and my uncle both, and we're like, check these out. <laughs> my, dad, my dad was like, "Those are sweet, I'm like, sick, God. bro." Yeah,
0: I like honestly. My Father's Day is coming up, and I, I thought, might buy. Them for I them. thought about I buying them for my dad. Yeah,
1: yeah, because like, all right, the issue with those because. <laughs> they're so look terrible. Well, okay, so white sneakers everyone always wants white sneakers. There's a reason Air Force 1s sell you know, by the by the shitload yeah. e- every year in recent in recent history. But so you can kind of in in plenty of other shoes come out with, you know, white colorways and and white and gray colorways like it's not an abnormal thing to do, but the problem is like they're really clunky and the under armor logo is terrible. That's the that's the main issue. That thing should that thing does not belong on basketball shoes. It just doesn't. And and, uh, and it's fine, it's fine for, for uniforms and it's fine for workout gear and whatever, but if you just slap it on the side of a shoe like that, there's no way for it to look like anything other than, than total dog shit. Yeah. I, so Steph Curry needs his own logo, is what I'm saying. Or or just don't or just don't have any logos at all. Like just go full full Jordan with stuff, come up with a with a wholly different logo that's actually half decent, and uh, and just err on the side of just not of just not putting you know actual actual marks on on the shoes because the UA logo is just is just it's garb- not
0: great. Yeah, it, I mean that's For the shoe. thing is you you look at those shoes and you're just like the number of people that had to go through. To get like approved and produced, yeah, and nobody said like these are super lame and everybody's going to make fun of them, right? Right,
1: and and it's and it's and it's like sort of in you know it's in in uh, in contrast, I think to what Under Armour tries to do, like they're like they're a performance brand. They're yes. that's how that's how they sell themselves. They're like our stuff. Our stuff's good for 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 whatever you're doing it's not necessarily like streetwear stuff you wear socially but that's what those are those are totally an attempt that's like a failed attempt at at making a shoe that people would wear every day and it's just a total a total just embarrassment you know yeah.
0: it's 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 really bad um and and speaking of bad things that happened recently i saw uh now you see me too <laughs> which I mean, it was... The first one didn't make a lot of sense and, like, took a bunch of, like, logical leaps. And this one really quadrupled down on that idea of, like, people acting in ways... Like, everybody's a double agent in these movies and people are always acting in ways that, like, they wouldn't, without the other person that they're, like, trying to fool being there... But they do it because like it makes sense in the movie I just
1: like you know what I mean, I guess so like like, like I just don't in- I just don't like I can't believe that that movie exists oh, I can't no. believe that that there's a sequel to now you can see me like I didn't know that and 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 look that was a successful enough movie and there's there's big name actors in it, and I had no and i and I pay attention to that stuff, and I had no idea that it existed until uh, until a few weeks ago, like I just don't uh, so and is that that's what we have to look forward to now? Is like every every movie that's like pseudo successful in any way is yeah. gonna have is gonna have a sequel,
0: whether it needs one or not. Now,
1: yeah like, did did we not say everything we needed to say in the, in the first night? So kind like, of they,
0: they kind of set up like that there was gonna be more going on or whatever like under the surface, but it it wasn't a movie where you were like, oh, I can't wait to see... Here's There's the more.
1: There's more meat on that bone.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing. I was I watched the first one, like, I don't know, around the time it came on HBO or Netflix, like, you know, whatever. Uh, and then I watched the second one, and the entire time I was going like, what's that guy's name? Because yeah. they would just refer to a person as like, oh, you see what so-and-so... Said and I'd be like, is that Jesse Eisenberg or Dave Franco's character? And then it turned out it was like Woody Harrelson's, and I was just like, oh, this I, is
1: boring me. Like I like like hearing you explain it is boring me. Yeah, no, I mean it's a movie that does not
0: make sense and doesn't. But like, so okay, I guess what I should say is I was underwhelmed by the first one, so why did I see the second one? I will see any movie with a heist.
1: Right? Yeah, like, you're you compulsively. You if know.
0: someone's trying to rip somebody else off in like a big elaborate way, I'm in. Like that that not great oh. show uh White Collar on on USA that ran for like oh my five God. years.
1: Here we go, here we go, here we go. Have have you watched every episode of White Collar? Every single one, baby. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy.
0: You know why? It was nothing but heists. Every episode was a goddamn heist. It was amazing. Oh, boy. How do you write that like, many heists? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> I just just think of something and then have people steal it, man. It's not tough.
0: <laughs> it is tough because you I have was to-
1: I was really psyched whenever it sounded like Rogue One was going to be a heist movie, and now it sounds like that's maybe not true.
0: Yeah, th- I believe me if they put Star Wars and a heist movie together, like that's oh. it. That's the ultimate film.
1: Working working a dinosaur, man. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> Dinosaurs do exist in the Star Wars universe, by the way. Explain well the extended universe. Now, now that they're no mm, longer that doesn't hands. exist anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. So I take it back. But they did at one point.
1: I mean, dinosaur-like creatures exist in the Star Wars universe. Like who? Like Ankar uh, Plot. He looks like a dinosaur to me.
0: Well, you know, I would say the do-backs from uh, Episode Four that the stormtroopers are riding around on. Yeah, yeah, desert, that, that.
1: Yeah, that for sure. They're not they... un-dinosaur-y. I feel like I mean that was part of that was part of, of the reptiles. George Lucas edits to the to the to the original trilogy was that he was going back and adding you know dinosaur type shit to all
0: <laughs> he, yeah because there was also that one that like when Luke's speeder drives by it like rears up on its yeah and that's that's and the what, that's, Jawa what, that's falls I mean. off the back so, you know what there are dinosaurs in Star Wars like I said I stick by my story but anyway. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about that. I understand. Uh, but, but are there are there any genres where it's like a movie comes out in that genre and
1: you're like, "Well, yeah. I got to see it." Yeah, I I like. I'm a total sucker for like holiday movies. What do you mean? Like, so like, if you set if you holiday set a movie or just like movie and involve a family. Uh, I I would say I would say probably th- anything that's there aren't enough Thanksgiving movies in my opinion I think there should be more, but but anything of like yeah the actual the actual Thanksgiving through like, Christmas era like, uh I'm I'm all over it, mm-hmm.
0: yeah I I mean I guess that's true of me as well because I You, recently, you see
1: every movie that's produced well that's so true you but I also a stand for for any possible genre.
0: Last winter I I sat through Christmas with the Cranks on on demand.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen that. It's
0: It's fun. Truly <laughs> terrible. It it's might great. be one of the worst movies I've ever Christmas seen in my with life. The it's so bad.
1: You know what I the, the one I haven't seen yet, it, this is like the the exception one of the exceptions of the rule is um it was a movie with John Goodman and uh and Amanda Seafried. and I forget what it was called and it came out last year. It was called Love the Coopers. And it was filmed. Hear about this one? uh, Yeah, yeah. uh, John Goodman and Diane Keaton play like parents, and all their you know all their family gets together for the holidays and whatever. And they filmed it literally outside my house, like, like not that's not an exaggeration. Like, like my steps had had fake snow on them because it was almost literally on set, and I somehow didn't see it. And that is everything that I could ever want, which is a movie set in Pittsburgh, which is, which I will always see, and a, and a Christmas movie that was filmed, you know, within spitting distance of of where I'm sitting right now. Right. And somehow haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I'll see most of the movies that are in Boston. Uh, well, there's
1: there's I mean there's, there's enough so many. I mean Jesus
0: Christ. But yeah, it, it's it's just this. That's definitely a
1: thing. Like anything where.
0: I'm from there. I, oh, yeah. I gotta see the movie.
1: Yeah, like I, I did that with, uh, I did that with Me, and the Dying Girl. Like I, I went and saw. Now that it. was just a good movie, though. It was, it was, but like I made a point to see that like at the earliest possible moment I could, because, based
0: on its Pittsburgh-ness?
1: Yeah, and and also also just based on you know it's it looked like a movie that and, and I enjoyed it, but it, yeah. it looked it looked like a good movie. Period. But yeah, like um. Like that, they filmed that three streets over. Like, like my, like her, the girl's, the girl's bedroom was in the house that was like across the street from, from my friend Ben's house. Like, like, his, like his car is, is in shots. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's pretty great. Um, f- yeah. What, uh, what, I'll watch any spy movie.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's true for me.
0: Like, like, uh, uh and the perfect example is one that came out. Like last year, uh, a most wanted man, the the last yeah. year, major Philip Seymour, like any movie that's like that where it's like two and a half hours and maybe nothing happens, but like it's it's chasing spies and stuff like that. Awesome! Can't can't believe how yeah. good those movies so, are.
1: So 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 you, you walked out of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is that exact template. It's very long and ultimately pretty boring. And you were like, that was that was fantastic.
0: Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy was awesome.
1: Like I thought it was fine.
0: I really loved it. Um, I yeah, don't remember. I, la- I want like let me put it this way. I went into that Tom Hanks Bridge of Spies. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah, hoping, hoping that it would be like that, and it wasn't. It was like people sitting at conference tables the whole time. It
1: was yes, yeah. A bit I, of a I actually, I, I might actively be disinterested in those movies. Like, like sure I, enough. like yeah, I, I did I can not totally see why that. Like would I did not see to Bridge anybody. of Spies. Yeah, I'm. What else? I'm like, I'm still like, probably like, probably like road movies, you know, How like you road, mean? like road kind of buddy movies, like, like oh, where sure. there's, where, where there's a trip that's involved. Yeah. I mean, um, Dumb and Dumber is like one of the funniest. Oh yeah. Of all right. And, and and that's part of it. Part of that's, part of that's being eight years old when Dumb and Dumber came out and, and when Tommy boy came out. So I'm i I'm a total, I'm a total mark for, for, uh, for anything like that. Yeah. Like that, um, like that, the 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 Seth Rogen Barbra Streisand movie, uh, what's where it where she plays his mother, came out a couple of years ago. Like it was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't any good. But I I was just beyond psyched about that.
0: Yeah, there was one a Zach Galifianakis Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, 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 uh, think, due date I want to say due date.
1: Maybe? Yeah. yeah,
0: that yeah. wasn't good either.
1: No, but, no, no. But did like, I
0: watch it? You bet I did.
1: Yeah, and and will I feel some sort of weird gravitational pull towards like? because it's because it's so nice and compact because there's like a, a very obvious start point and a very obvious end point. Yeah. And it's just like it's a great way to just, you know, make it really really easy to to just digest the entire thing. Yeah. Cuz am a I'm I'm a simpleton, Ryan. That's what I'm saying. Sure.
0: Are you a westerns fan? Like you like westerns? No, like I'm
1: I'm weird. Like I have a I have a I kind of have a blind spot with westerns. Hmm. I, I kind of have a blind that's spot another
0: with one where it's like Oh, like one of my favorite movies of like the mid two thousands was the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah, that it was, was like boring. it was old, three old. and a half hours, <laughs> right? And, and was, boring. And it was a western, and not a lot happened.
1: Yeah. No, I, I've seen I've seen more of the recent ones, but like the, a lot of the big ones from the sixties, like like spaghetti westerns and stuff like that. Like I'm. I don't know that much about them.
0: Yeah, I mean, they all follow kind of the same template. Like they're they're effectively like just Greek myths that they put in the yeah. modern age and gave everybody cowboy hats. Like right. like I
1: like I've never seen the magnificent the magnificent seven. It's so good, dude. It's I know, so man. Good. I know, have I know. It's it's, it's just weird. That's one of those ones that, like I said, it's everybody's got those sort of the sort of ones that you're like, yeah, I definitely, I definitely should have seen that, and I haven't. And and it, and that's just like I'm just you know, n- and now the magnificent uh the, the remake trailer's all over the place. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I still I still haven't seen the original.
0: Yeah, I mean the original's I, awesome, Yule Brenner is phenomenal in it. Uh but yeah, like uh the Wild Bunch is so good. Yeah. Uh Shane yeah. is awesome. Like that that's yeah. a genre that I would really recommend diving into. Uh yeah, yeah. Like I, and the good news is most of those movies are like super readily available.
1: Right there's a there's plenty that are on Netflix. Like yeah. I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like actual you know that era westerns that I've seen. Like I've seen the Outlaw Josie Wales. Sure. Uh, you know, um, the like a lot decent, the Eastwood ones. Yeah,
0: The Searchers is arguably like the best western of all time. Um, yeah. John Wayne, uh they go on. It's it's incredibly racist to watch it now, but like it's one of the few roles John Wayne was actually good in. Yeah. Because he was just playing a racist prick, which is exactly what he was. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> which what what is he he was not playing Genghis Khan?
0: <laughs> no, he didn't he didn't play Genghis He played someone who's like truly wife, remarkable. Whose wife had been killed by like Apaches and then his brother's daughter, maybe gets kidnapped by apaches and he's just like well let's go shoot all of them then oh boy and it's it's actually really great but uh yeah john ford (laughs) like just watch a bunch of john ford movies would be my advice to you (laughs) um yeah other than that i don't know that there's any genres where i'm like oh i a billion percent have to see it but yeah i don't know um the the other thing the other thing with uh with now you see me too is like,
1: <laughs> really, I know and and also also this is we're gonna talk about Weezer after this too.
0: <laughs> well, like it's one it's one of those movies where you were definitely like who asked for this sequel, mm-hmm. um and and you mentioned it earlier like any movie that's even like makes an extra fifteen percent of its budget back they're like well let's greenlight another one and see what kind of tolerance people have like that but this one might be like the least probable sequel of all time like i can't imagine there's a like
1: i can't i can't recall other than you like i don't know a single person who saw that movie
0: yeah no and nobody I don't should ever
1: know. remember hearing people talk about it like i knew it existed because i saw that it was like an option to watch like on a flight or something
0: yeah sure um like i'm trying to think of other sequels where it's like they're making another one of these stupid movies
1: yeah, there's there's only going to be more of those.
0: Yeah, I mean like, it's not it's not like a horror movie kind of a thing where you know those all get a hundred sequels,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and those, yeah. you know they just because horror movies cost like six million dollars to make like they don't cost anything, and they make a ton of money very reliably, and so studios are just going to greenlight as many horror movies as want to be put out, but like other than say the godfather 3 i don't know that anybody's like yeah we really need to explore a movie more in depth than than now you see me too.
1: yeah it's 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 a cash grab and it's going to be it's uh i think we're going to see more of that but yeah it's it's just crazy like it, and and that's not to say that it's a bad movie or anything the, the first one like I, like whatever it's just a completely inessential movie and now we have another one
0: yeah uh I, I... I mean, there may. What's isn't the new uh, Twenty One Jump Street movie like a crossover with some yeah. other movie?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a crossover with Men in Black, where they're actually Men in Black.
0: That's oh a real boy! That's, that's oh not a joke.
1: boy! And I, and I and I've really enjoyed both. I enjoyed the first two. Yep.
0: So I no, I guess I, agree with you.
1: I guess there's a chance that that this is it's going to be funny because those guys are good at writing jokes. Yes. So whatever, but but just that's an absurd. That's an absurd premise like i that's
0: <laughs> the most insane thing
1: and i and I kind of love it though like it's so it's so just nakedly stupid that that I'm really excited to see what yeah comes
0: I, I guess that's true where it's like where it's like okay we're we're throwing all pretenses of this being any kind of sens- you know, sensible movie right
1: it's going to be in. I thought maybe Twenty Two Jump Street kind of leaned too heavily on on all the meta humor about unnecessary sequels and stuff. Like I thought that was maybe a weak point of it. Like yeah, we get, it,
0: that was. That
1: it was, doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be every third joke uh, about how this is not a necessary movie to make. But I would expect probably some of that with with the Men in Black, <laughs> with the Men in Black crossover. Like it's, like, it's going like, like, to end up being a send up. Will Jones going to be in this? I don't know. I hope so. I hope I Tommy didn't really Lee Lee going, You guys
0: are idiots the entire movie. That's the dream. I, I
1: hope I, and I hope after this they do a crossover between twenty one jump street and the fugitive.
0: I'm gonna say alien versus predator. <laughs>
1: like twenty one jump street cross the fugitive cross alien versus predator. Yeah. Cross that's No Country uh, uh, for all uh, Now, Now you see me. They should do it. Why not, Who says man? Says no.
0: That's the thing. Not the movie going public. They'll all see that stupid movie. <laughs> It'll make a hundred and fifty million dollars, and everybody will be really happy about it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, all right, you want to go to? Uh, we have a we got a bunch of questions. We do sure. we have a bunch
1: of user questions? It looks like user questions. Yep,
0: that's right. Um, they they fired up the FAQ. <laughs> For the show, uh, I, I wanted to get to one first that we got via email, which has never happened before. Um, that I thought was a, actually a really interesting question.
1: Oh, which, great! So we got we got this via email, and it is another one that you did not tell me about. You got the email too. Did I really? Okay.
0: It was sent to your sporting news email account. Uh, so, so I, I, I never, I never. Yeah. Checked. Oh. But hey.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh,
0: Perceived. So. Uh, of the canon of books you were forced to read in English classes growing up, uh, which did you find worth your time, and which did you find unbearable?
1: Hmm. I loved *Lord of the Flies*.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's really great.
1: It's, like I read that. I read it when I was fourteen or whatever. It was the summer before my freshman year of of high school, and I was like. This is great. Yeah, immediately. it's it, it stuck with me. Yeah.
0: I, I reread it, I don't know, probably like a decade ago at this point, but I was into my mid-twenties, and it's still a really great book. Yeah. So it's not just like, because the, the thing I was going to say, a book that I detested then um, and recently, in the last four or five years, tried to reread, and it's even worse somehow, is Catcher in the Rye.
1: Yeah. No, that's Unreadable. that's not that's that's not that's not something that an that an adult should read. No.
0: It's not something anybody should read. It's truly no. bad.
1: Well, no, but that's that's just something that, you know, every sixteen year old shithead feels an obligation to read. Which is fine.
0: It was, it was assigned to us in class.
1: No, see I, I don't I, know if it was. I added
0: assigned to it to us in uh, I think eleventh or twelfth grade.
1: Yeah, I I, hmm, I think I read that on my own. Yeah, it's it's not good. What else? Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of other books that I read in high school. Uh, Native Son. That was that was uh, that
0: never was read or,
1: it. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it's a heavy, it's a heavy book, and it's it's asking a lot to have like a 15 year old kid read it. But um, I was assigned it in school, and uh,
0: what was definitely Rainbow definitely not. On the- I,
1: yeah, seriously, I don't know, man.
0: Um, one, one that I, well, one of the things, it's not a book per se, but like basically everything I read like for Shakespeare in, in high Mm -hmm. school, I really enjoyed. I think it was like Romeo and Juliet, which is good. Um, Julius Caesar, Macbeth and, um, Hamlet were the four. And like, if you, if you're putting together a greatest hits of Julia, of, uh, William Shakespeare, like... Those are all going to be in there. So
1: yeah, Macbeth. Macbeth was the one that I liked the most out of all of those. Yeah, uh, I, I like
0: both that and Hamlet the best. I would say, and and in, and now I would say I, I would put even Julius Caesar like on that level. I think they're all really great. They have a else? lot. To,
1: they have a lot to say about governance. My favorite, favorite, favorite Dickens was probably Great Expectations. Yep, I remember totally thinking agree. that I remember thinking that, that was going to be terrible, and in, and uh, in really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, my 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 English teacher. That was like in ninth grade. That was her favorite book ever. And yeah, uh, the, when you get to Mrs. Haversham like wearing the wedding dress. Yeah, it's it's that great. That day she comes in wearing an old wedding dress and like acting like a lunatic. It was awesome. That's awesome.
1: That's it was awesome. Really great. You know what? Seriously, like like so many of those books. In my experience, being you know a high school kid reading those. Um, I really liked almost all of them, but I I read a lot and I and I liked I like books in general. Yeah, I, I like, was a reader as well, so that's kind of But like like Gatsby. Gatsby was that's you know, it's almost cliche to say it, but it's every every kid should read that.
0: I agree, but I didn't like it very much. I thought it was I, I thought did. it was good, I liked but I a didn't lot. I didn't care for it. I'm um, trying,
1: to th- trying to think of like those those mandatory reading books that I actually didn't like.
0: Like, I, like, like, I, I hated The Crucible. Remember, the Crucible's awful.
1: Yeah, didn't, uh, that was also a signed reading. Uh, did, not, did not care for that. Um, I'll tell you this. I, this
0: is a book I've never heard anybody else talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's a book I had to read in 11th grade, and it was truly one of the worst reading experiences of my life. It's a book mm-hmm. called McTeague. I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with that, but it's a uh,
1: it's a slog. Uh, Scarlet Letter, I hated it. Uh, I'm just going through like the AP, like the recommended AP English book list. Death of a Salesman, liked it.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good, actually. Um, Huck Finn, liked it. Huck Finn's a cl- like it's fantastic. Um, oh, can I just say this about McTeague, by the way? Mm -hmm. Uh, so it is, it's about this guy who's like a big dumb idiot, like just like physically a big (laughs) massive man, but like not very smart. And he somehow marries this like beautiful woman who's like rich and all this kind of stuff. And because of that, he develops like this big, uh, like rivalry with this guy who wants to kill him so he can marry the girl. And I don't remember everything that happens. I think the girl dies at some point. But this is the best, like, ending to a book ever, for, or an, a bad book anyway, mm-hmm. is somehow, and I don't remember exactly how, but they end up facing off, like, in Death Valley, handcuffed to each other, fighting to the death.
1: Yeah, that sounds like the movie Fled, starring starring Jamie Lee, uh, Jamie Foxx and uh, a Baldwin brother, I believe. I, Go. I wouldn't know, but... Uh, yeah,
0: so so they, they fight to the death and then like the book ends with him having beaten this guy to death, McTeague, the, the main character. Oh, man. Having beaten this guy to death but realizing that he is now stuck... He's
1: handcuffed to a dead body.
0: ...in, in the middle of Death Valley and he's going to die out there too.
1: And well, now like, I don't have to read McTeague, so thanks, yeah, buddy.
0: Believe me, I did you the biggest favor I could have here. Uh, it's... It's really bad, but that is such a badass ending to a movie.
1: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Like uh, I think the thing about about these books too is like the ones that I didn't like, I just completely forgot about. Like I put them out of my head as soon as I was done reading them. I like I love The Grapes of Wrath. Like I I vividly remember like where I was when I when I read it. But like I'm I'm looking at this list and it's like I know that like I know that I read Invisible Man <laughs> at some point, but like it just doesn't. It just didn't stick. Like I, I know, I know that I re- that I read The Jungle by Hudson Sinclair.
0: Yeah, that was like, that was like a seventh or eighth grade one for us for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a, a good list of, like, Old Man in the Sea is really great. Yeah, you'll and you know it's 158 pages or whatever, so you'll blaze right.
1: through it. And I don't know. Uh, Brave, Brave New World. I, I hated I, it. I, 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 I don't. I don't remember liking that one very much. I did like um,
0: 1984, though. As dystopian worlds go, I, I preferred that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, w- I will say, however, that I am currently reading Dune for the first time. So,
1: that's exciting. I'm not reading anything right now. I, yeah. I can't. I don't know how to read. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay.
0: Uh, I think that one's all set. Uh, Sean, boxers or briefs? From Boxer uh, briefs. Yep, same. Okay, that one's taken care of. Uh, top three albums of all time. yeah. yeah. This is not when I'm springing. Uh, around. no.
1: I I say I say we shelve this and and actually like think about it and, and right. have a seg- okay. and have a segment around it. Wally on a future-
0: Esquire. We'll, we'll circle back to this. I'm I'm gonna write it down for next week. Right now. Um, uh, bu- bu- bu, top three albums. Okay, that's written down. Uh, but, but, uh, let's see there, there's a lot of dinosaur related questions I'm trying to avoid those because Sean just ends up making me mad
1: um, okay. I, you know there, I, there's a really good dinosaur question that's the, in the queue here actually from uh, from a, a user named Dave <laughs> Dave awesome. is asking, asking us to settle a bet his friend says all dinosaurs breathe fire Dave User Dave says, only a select few breathe fire. Who is correct?
0: N- none, of, none of the dinosaurs breathe fire. That's, that's, tr- that's true. He's thinking of dragons, which are not dinosaurs and also not real. No, dragons. Well, dragons. so dragons are actually probably the basis, or dinosaurs rather, are the basis of a lot of dragon myths. Um, because, for example, in China, we understand now that there's like a huge amount of dinosaur uh you know, remains in the ground there. And so when Uh, that's,
1: that's debatable.
0: So when, so when like, you know, the first real big empires in China, your Ming dynasties and all this kind of stuff, like when they were digging up stuff, they were undoubtedly digging up like giant skulls and being like, what is this thing? And then they had to make up like dragon myths to really kind of explain to themselves, like, this is what this, this, what this is.
1: How can you say that, okay, so if these are just bones, right? These are just dinosaur bones. Yes. How can you say definitively that they didn't have the capability to breathe fire?
0: Well, there's I, I no, mean,
1: there's, There just isn't a way to know that.
0: I suppose that's technically true. But with that having been said, like, it's, you would think that at, on some level, an animal would have come along that could breathe fire in, in, in much the and same way. And why don't
1: world. we have dinosaurs anymore? Like actual dinosaurs? Well, we do.
0: I mean we do no yeah not birds. like
1: we don't have like we don't have we don't have dinosaurs like like the woolly mammoth we don't have dinosaurs like the Tyrannosaurus rex you're right like, those don't exist anymore
0: right so when so when the 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 meteor hit the earth uh about you know sixty four and a half sixty five million years ago and it, basically what it did was it made uh food very scarce it raised the global temperature by a, a significant amount and a lot of plants and animals started to die off and then only the animals and, and plants that were kind of like smaller and m- how many how many
1: dinosaurs died in the crater
0: in it was big crater. i mean so like, the crater the crater is like i think 12 kilometers across something like that? So, that, but,
1: any, that do you think it's possible that any dinosaur breeds became extinct just because like they were like there weren't that many of them and they all fell in the crater I would is say it I was is it big enough
0: it, it's certainly possible that like if the you know the last remaining herd of a specific kind of dinosaur but the the thing is that the speed with which that meteor came in and hit the earth was so great that um it kind of it would have vaporized anything that was under there, so
1: it changed the direction in which the Earth rotated.
0: Yeah, by, by, deg- by you know, a small degree. It reversed uh, it. <laughs> Correct, yes. 100% reversed it. Um, but it came in with such great force that if you had been looking, like if you had, you know, a, a time-lapse camera pointed at the part of the sky where the meteor came in, you would have been able to physically see it pull the atmosphere into itself. Isn't that crazy?
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means.
0: So, like... Bas- basically, think
1: of... If so you... it, was, it, was mo- it was moving so quickly that it had, like, its own gravitational pull, and that pull was strong enough to, like, suck in clouds yeah, and Yeah, so, whatnot. like, if you're underwater and someone throws a rock
0: in, and, like, the air comes in under it, or behind it, you know what I mean? That's what outer space is. That happens to me
1: all the time. I am always underwater, like, and people are pelting me I'm... with rocks. Why does that keep happening to me?
0: It's because you're running away from a uh, farmer's daughter's... <laughs> <laughs> They keep catching you in the barn, and you have to jump into the nearest <laughs> river. Um, oh, an actual sports question. Uh, assuming, no, please, please continue talking. I mean, I could go on, but I'm not going I know you. you could. Assuming that there are two expansion teams, what are your ideal expansion situations? For, and I'm assuming this is for the National Hockey League.
1: I mean... I would love for there to be a team in Seattle. Yeah. That'd be great. It would be great if, if, if Seattle could get their shit together to the point. And, and that's a very complicated situation. So it's not just, you know, it's not, it's not quite, they need to get their shit together. But, right. They, but they do need to get their shit together. Yeah, they definitely there should be a hockey team in Seattle. It makes perfect sense. You know, we're Vegas is, is obviously on the way through a Seattle team down there. You have 16 Western conference, 16 Eastern conference, you know, you, you you get another you get another American team because that's what's most important, it obviously. Is, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for me, it, that should happen, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to. Yeah, for me,
0: like the ideal one, I I, I think uh, not not isn't Las Vegas. First of all, I, I think the ideal two are probably um, Seattle and Portland. Portland. Portland does a really good job supporting the two teams it has there. Right. Uh, the Trailblazers do very well, and obviously, yeah, the like teams are very successful. The Portland Timbers are super successful. So, like, I, you know, I, and and I also, why, I, I, wanna, I can
1: get why I can get why they wouldn't do Seattle and Portland together.
0: Oh yeah, it's a little too close. But I mean, like L.A. and Anaheim, and you know, it,
1: there's people there though.
0: I, yeah, there's people in Portland and Seattle.
1: Are there?
0: Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I mean, you know, they support the Seahawks in Seattle. They support uh, Seattle Sounders.
1: Yeah, it, it'd be awesome. Like, like if they if if there were a Seattle NHL team, I would <laughs> apply for the job covering them. Like, oh,
0: I was just going to say the same thing about be... Portland. Like, you would have to literally like keep me away from that job with
1: a pointy stick. Yeah, so that would make the most sense, and and now it's a little bit more complicated, obviously, because that's clearly what the NHL wanted. You know, Seattle. Well, you mean? I would say years. I would say they they were hoping for Seattle, in in a perfect world, they would, Oh they yeah, would, no, but Seattle I mean, like, are famous. you also
0: saying Portland is like the
1: NHL's? Like, because I don't know that that's true, but I mean, if there's there's Almost an ownership group in Seattle, and there's almost an arena deal and in portland just isn't isn't you know either progress that yeah. far right so you know i'll settle for one in Seattle I'll yeah, take one i, I think Vegas. that's perfect that's fine and then you know and, and that's still obviously that's still that's still on the cards too i I don't think that's impossible you know no, who knows what that, happens who knows what they, happens in, in in a few years whenever the
0: second they get that deal approved there's an n h l team in Seattle. Like, sure. that's, and then, that's it, not and, even a question in my mind. And then you
1: can just keep Quebec City on the hook for When Carolina whichever. moves because they're yeah, right.
0: being sued for $104 million right. by his adult sons.
1: Yeah, so that would make perfect sense. And then you have—then then Quebec City gets their team, and we get two Western Conference teams, and America wins again. Yeah,
0: okay, La- last one. Uh, what are some of the best shows, music shows, I'm assuming this means, that you have been to recently?
1: Hmm. Uh, best show I I went to recently was uh, I saw The Falcon here uh, a couple months back. Uh, the Falcon is uh, it's Brennan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms and Dan Andriano from from, uh, from Alkaline Trio in, uh, and and Dave Haas from uh from Loved Ones and it is like kind of a sort of pop popish punk supergroup and uh I'm sure a huge huge like it. Yeah, I'm I, like I know you hate that shit, but like I love the Lawrence Arms and I love Valkyrie Trio. And no, uh, That's fine. Nobody I'm not I'm not judging you. No, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying like you you don't really you you don't you don't particularly care for the, for that for that sort of music. Correct. So but I I on the other hand uh am quite the fan. Yeah. So that was that was cool. They they just put out a they put out their second album uh recently, first in several years and they hadn't toured in a while. Uh and it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, for That's me. The best show.
0: For me I'm gonna say uh Demon System thirteen. Uh, they they're a Swedish hardcore band that hadn't toured the U.S. since 2008, and when they did, they did not come to Boston. Uh, so, getting to see them again—it was the first time I had seen them. Yeah, since, see,
1: this is this since, is like this is like this is parallel tracks for you and I because I I don't care about I really don't care about hardcore all that much. Yeah, no,
0: and that's fine. But yeah, this was the first time I had seen them since September 11th, 2001. Oh so, boy! So seeing them again was, yeah. I mean, you know, it was 15 years later, but they're still doing it, and they're still awesome. Uh, that, was I, that was definitely,
1: that was clearly the biggest thing that happened to you on that fateful day.
0: Well, here's the thing. Like, that was, that was at a time when websites weren't updated to reflect whether shows had been canceled or anything like mm-hmm. that. And this was like, you know, a DIY punk show, so nobody had, like, yeah. a phone number to call and say, like, hey, is this show happening? So we drove... Uh, my friends and I drove to Providence on like the off chance that it was gonna be happening and it did happen and it was So like, you
1: drove you drove you drove to Providence while nine eleven was happening. Yeah, I mean like with it within, within like case. ten
0: hours of nine eleven happening, yes. Uh we, we we all piled into a, a Ford Taurus and, and made the trip. Oh, and man. uh and it was it was honestly one of the best shows I've ever been to in my entire. What life. What did
1: you guys did you guys just oh yeah man that's 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 crazy yeah I
0: can't believe that they I can't believe that they had the show. Well, I mean, they were on tour from Sweden. What were they going to do? Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's true.
0: And you know, punks. What are you what are you know? Oh, I, DIY right. aesthetic
1: no, I, and all that. For sure, but I mean. Holy shit. Yep. Everyone everyone on earth was completely terrified. <laughs> like I like Oh yeah,
0: well that that was one of the cool things about the show was like between bands, you know, there were four or five bands.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh between bands like there was just like if you have shit to say, go talk into this microphone and like people it's will really listen cool. to you say it. Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was a really cool night and then uh one of the other bands an, a legendary uh like thrash band called Drop Dead was also on the on the tour. And uh, well, they're from Providence, but they, mm-hmm. I think they were on the tour too. And they uh, they played, and afterward, like the the bass player's wife gave everybody like cucumber and hummus sandwiches, and it was That's really great. awesome. It was a really like honestly, like I I say this somewhat facetiously, but it, it was I had a pretty good time on on that day,
1: like I, yeah, against all absolutely. odds. All the, all all things considered and given what happened afterwards, like yeah, yeah, like
0: it was it was weird, but it was really great. And then uh, just the other the other really good show I went to, somewhat recently, I think it was back in March at this point, um, was Craig Finn and Titus Andronicus on the same oh, hill.
1: I I don't even. I'm not even gonna talk about what 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 happened to you with that one. Yeah. Why? What happened
0: to you with that one?
1: Uh, I bought tickets like when they came out and and forgot. And didn't go.
0: Ooh, that's that's a tough bounce for sure.
1: Uh, yeah, very very embarrassing. What else? Uh, the the hotel year is playing here tonight, and it is sold out, so I can't go to that. Um, oh, I've got the Big Billy Joel show coming up, dude. Do you July first. Really? That's rad. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, man.
0: So I'm going to the NHL draft, and that means I can't see Roswell Kid and Pup in Boston. Oh yeah, that that that, that's great. that would be an awesome show.
1: Uh, uh the new the, I I know we talked about it before that the new the new pop records so good s- so good
0: um and then the other the other show is I'm going to try to make it back it's it's on the day after the draft so I'm going to be like hauling ass from buffalo to get back but so so glows uh tur- touring on their new record. Yeah yeah
1: they're they're coming they're coming through here uh very 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 soon yeah oh and the and the other one is um is I got I got tickets to see Brand New and Modest Mouse. Wow. Uh yeah, they they literally sold out within like 15 minutes or something uh whenever they went on sale. And yeah. This was in this was in January. Like it's it was the on sale was just so far ahead of the actual show. Yeah. I, and uh, uh oh, God, I was sorry. really dedicated to to getting tickets to get oh, for sure, sport. yeah. And you I and I uh, yeah, brand scored, new. like somewhere. you were
0: in that band.
1: Yeah, I was. I I was well it was based it was just it was like part of part of a tour yeah it was, sure, I understand doesn't doesn't matter um, um
0: but yeah that's like uh several years ago when Jeff Mangum from neutral, neutral milk hotel finally like started touring mm-hmm. uh again tickets went on sale in February for a show in September mm-hmm. and like everybody uh I was working in an office at the time and, and everybody in the office like stopped what they were doing at 10 a.m on a Wednesday trying to get tickets and like, you know, a handful of people got in and I somehow just like by having enough windows open got into both shows he did in Boston. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, my friend, uh, was at, like actually mad at me. Like in real life, he was mad at me that I wasn't going to give him a pair of tickets.
1: Just get, just give them to him.
0: Well, he like, he would
1: have given me money for them, but I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh no. Well, right. Why would I, I do that? That was that. I, I remember that tour too. He, uh, he randomly came through Charlotte, and this is when I was down there. And they, um, man, Charlotte was not getting a lot of shows there for a while. Yeah. So I just assumed that, I, like, I I basically stopped checking after a certain point. And I think all the tickets like went they all went on sale around the same time. And I just sort of like leisurely checked probably after talking to you and was like, hey, sweet, there's a Charlotte show, and I and I and I bought them like you know, whatever, like days days later. Yeah, because there's less people who give a shit about Jeff Mangum and Charlotte than there are in in the greater Boston area. Yeah,
0: you might say that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I get. I guess that is it for the show this week. Uh, unless you have anything else to add, we're we're no, coming up on this, an hour. So yeah,
1: this is this is the perfect the perfect balance between sports and not sports because we talked about. NHL expansion for 30 seconds. Yeah, no, we too.
0: barely talked about sports this week. Good, good. Sports Look, I bad. Agree. That's fine with me. I talk about sports all day of my stupid mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. to get away from it, even for an hour. Yep. What a delight. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll see you next week. And we might finally do the thing yes. that we've been teasing yes, we will. for a month and a half now. Maybe it's,
1: it's it's the appropriate time to start it you well, guys' will, you guys will know what know know what i mean once once it happens yeah but
0: uh I guess that'll just about do it for us so, yeah that's it uh have a good one see you later. Right.